2021. That's 101121. If you're writing it out the way most people write out dates on things. Bro, Platt's got time is what you're listening to. We appreciate you joining us on a very rare night for recording here for the bros. A Monday. Monday fun day. I'm traveling for work tomorrow, and I'll be out the rest of the week. So we're knocking it out early, as the kids like to say. Banging it. Bad luck. Banging it. I have bad luck taking microphones on planes recently. So um, anyway, here we are. We're going to do it tonight, folks. We're going to reach the end of the sesquicentennial spectacular. This will be part five of five of going through our 150 topics. We have 22 remaining, 11 apiece from each of the bros here. Um, so we're not going to waste any time. Pod. We're going to get right into it. The bros pod. Yep. Made up of the bros. That's how this works. Anyway, so happy bank holiday to everyone. And we're now going to jump into it. 11 apiece, 11 to go. Todd, kick us off. All right. What's more annoying, wearing a tie or carrying a heavy bag a long distance or a heavy item a long distance, like a cooler or a heavy bag? This is not even close for me. I'm happy to admit because the idea was to have quick topics. This one will be very quick for me. 100%. <laughs> It is carrying something heavy a long distance. And I'm, it's funny you said, <clears throat> excuse me, said cooler. Last, was it last weekend? Not this one that just passed. The weekend before, as we may have briefly discussed in this show, the wife and I were in Steamboat Springs celebrating our anniversary. We had a cooler because it was a bit of an extended drive. And so we brought some beverages and some fruits and things for the drive and to have in our hotel room in case we fruits? wanted some. You brought fruits? Yeah, I like grapes and plums. Fancy. Just for something to nibble Very on. fancy. You know, <clears throat> yeah, that's how we do. We bought a giant fig leaf that Jamie just fanned me when I was laying there. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that you wore as... That I wore, leaf. yes. When I went down the hallway to the... Anyway, so I... More than once, I had to walk this cooler probably 75 feet down a hallway. Thankfully, the ice machine was on the floor. There were only a couple floors at ice machines. The floor we stayed on was one of them. To the ice machine hotel, and I had to fill it up and take it back. Just the act of carrying a styrofoam cooler with ice in it back from the ice machine to the room, holding it out as you do in front of you with the two little side handles. Like, I got back to the room, and I slammed it down on the floor to get my key out, and my back was already hurting just from carrying that short distance. So, Oh, I was thinking more of a one-handed carry. Where you need something in the other hand to counter counterbalance yourself, but two-handed works, and that's fine too. I I recently did that um, on on a, a trip that I took because, as I just alluded to, my suitcase was stolen, so I went back to a bag that our aunt had given me years and years ago, and there were certain situations where I just kind of had to carry it by the handles on you know at my side. That also destroys my back very quickly. So wearing a tie while not comfortable, don't care. Not a big deal. Carrying things 
at my old age with my horrifically weak back is uncomfortable, is a pain in the ass, and I do not like it. So if I if given the choice, I'd wear a tie every day if I had to not if I were able to get out of carrying things. How about you? Mm. Sorry, I had a cough. Um Oh. I looked away and I was like, Hello, uh, it's your question. No, I I hate carrying things like that. Uh, it, well, it depends on, actually, it depends on the handle situation because when you oh, mentioned, when you mentioned the cooler <clears throat> carrying, we have yeah. a, we have a roof bag for our car and we, on longer trips, put clothes in, uh, totes, like the plastic sure. totes. Yep. And the largest plastic tote we have, <clears throat> uh, has, you know, has sort of the molded grips into the side or whatever, but a they are tote. too short. For like your hands, uh, so you can't. <laughs> it's a really uncomfortable grip. It's like a. It's almost like a. It, it's strength an, grip builder thing. Like if yeah, it's, it's an American grip, Ninja Warrior thing. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> having a short grip. It, yeah, it does feel like I'm holding on to one of those ledges in Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Rock climbing, um, yeah. and it's fucking infuriating because the other ones are a different style, and the proportion of like thumb to finger grip length is appropriate this one's Mm -hmm. like just a little too short and a little too shallow and it's also the biggest one so it's always the heaviest right it sucks uh but i hate wearing a tie so i don't know that the tie is more of a long-term minor annoyance the carrying is more of a intense hopefully shorter term annoyance so it's well and here's the thing about a tie too like it depends. Like, is it is it super tight? And, and by the way, it's all about the shirt. If the top button on the shirt makes it so that when you swallow hard, you can feel it, that's uncomfortable. True, and it's, it's not the, the tie's the fault. Tie. Yeah, if you have a, the, a nice fitting shirt, the tie doesn't make my, a difference. I don't button my top button unless I'm wearing a tie. So I don't either. But that's what I'm saying. If I'm not thin enough to pull tie, off that button all the way to the top look. You know, the only person that I've seen like celebrity do that consistently is Elijah Wood. Every shirt he wears is a button down and he always has the top button, like all the way to the top buttoned up. And I, I never got very, it. I never understood. very popular in Portland for a while. I believe that. Nice flannel buttoned all the way to the top. It doesn't even have Keep to be flannel. Up. It could also be a summer weight short sleeve oh. shirt that I saw many people wearing. Now we're talking. But... <clears throat> Again, I'm not a svelte human being, but there are people who weren't like super skinny that could pull it off too. And I, I right. think I just have like a super fat neck. You do. So, <laughs> I don't like, know if you do or not? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I have a big head, but I have a big. Neck what is your? Too. Do you know your neck size? Like, do do you have those shirts where it has the neck size? Do you know? What uh, it is? it's at least an eighteen. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. 18? Maybe 18 and a half, depending. Oh my God. What's your hat size? 11? My hat size is, I don't know, seven and a half, seven and five eighths. I have no idea. It's got to be bigger than that if you have an eight, 18 neck. I haven't 18? worn a fitted hat in a long time. Wow. Seven and three that is... quarters? 15? I, I, I have no idea. I'm going to guess it's. 
in the high eights, maybe as high as nine. I don't no, know. get the fuck out. They don't make high eights, do they? I They have to. I assume they do. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't, a, haven't had a fitted hat in many years, but the last one I remember was seven and five eights. And when I was in high school, I'd grown out of that. Like that's oh, really? I feel like I wore a yeah. seven and three eights in high school. You may have. My head got bigger, but I have that, you know, I have that, I have that nodule on my forehead that looks like a tumor, but it's not a tumor. Um, I think that messes up my hat size. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't wear hats that aren't like the <clears throat> dad hat shape anymore. Oh, really? Like I tried, I have a hat that was more of a flat brimmed mm-hmm. and I had to bend the brim because just the way it hit it hurts. in my in my forehead yeah. just gave me a me huge too. fucking headache. Yeah, gives me a welt. I have one like that. One of the ones you gave me, actually. A UA hat that is flat brimmed. And when I want to feel real gangster, I'll put it on. But <laughs> I can't wear it for more than like an hour. Or Yeah, I'm, I'm like, how do people wear these hats? And I've noticed that most of them are curved ever so slightly. But it just, it hit, the, either the shape of my head is wrong or something. I'm like. Man, it's it, definitely it, true. But it feels like someone's tapping a hammer on, on my head. forehead it does not feel good yeah it's no good anyway so carrying heavy things yeah it's probably That's what worse you i don't know because the tie's livable okay the tie okay. It, yeah the tie's manageable the other one i mean the, they're both manageable the of carrying course. thing is just fucking annoying yeah the carrying thing it, it depends on the disc if it's 50 feet i can carry just about anything but like if I had to carry that cooler from the hotel and we were on the third row and I had to carry it to the beach, I'd be like, nope, we're not bringing it. Find another, figure, figure out another way to get cool drinks to the beach. Nope. Because they happen. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait, when was yeah. the last time you went to the beach? Like Ocean Isle or any beach? Any beach. I mean, we went, we, we went to Rose Wedding. No, I think we, I, I, it's been like seven, eight years, either Rose Wedding, which was in Huntington Beach, California, or Jamie and I went to Hilton Head in like 2013, 2014. So it's been at least seven or eight years. Must have been 2013 because I lived here. in I asked because so. do you take drinks to the beach? We did that time because I borrowed a cooler from a friend that had wheels. And so, yeah, we I mean, it was it was pretty small, but it was perfect for two people who just put couple waters and whatever typically never do that and i yeah typically we have not i know everyone else in the world does like but i mean when we go to the beach in north carolina it's easy enough if you're dying of thirst to yeah it's very quick walk back to the thing but i don't know for some reason i don't know if it was growing up when we did and no one hydrated but like i don't i'm not usually I don't feel like I have to have something to drink at the beach. Yeah. Which is weird because it's hot and miserable there. Like, that seems like the place you would have to have something to drink, but I'm usually fine. If ever there was a place. Yeah, no, I mean, this is another topic for another day. But yeah, the whole hydration culture was not a thing when we were youths in any situation. At the beach, participating in sports, going to school. I mean, I... As you know, I live very close to elementary school. Every kid that walks by on their backpack has a little 
you know, uh, what do you call them? Those water bottles that everybody has, um, like strapped onto his backpack or her backpack. Every single kid. Oh yeah, like has a. a water uh... I don't know why I can't no, think of the, can't the brand name, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> not I, a Yeti, no, but like a... Not a Yeti, no. If you said it, I, everyone knows what we're talking about. Whatever. My daughter they have a, has one, yeah. They have a metallic water bottle. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I've seen it in, in your kids' backpacks. You, literally not a single soul, including teachers, had a water bottle when I was in elementary, middle, or high school. No well, way. part of that is like now with COVID, like at least at my kids' school, the water fountains are closed. So they tell them to take a water bottle. For a while, my daughter was taking two because one was not enough, and they wouldn't let them refill them at school. And I was that like, what silly. the fuck? Why can't they refill their water bottle? That seems really silly. But uh, but this has been happening for the last eight, ten years. This is obviously pre-COVID as well. But yeah, I never took a water bottle to school. People would be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why do you have a water bottle? I mean, I literally, in, in addition to using water fountains, if you were thirsty at school... There would be times if we were playing over a friend's house, we'd turn the hose on and drink out of the hose. Like that's, I know kids nowadays are like, what? That's gross. No, that was the thing. We would drink out of the hose yeah, to cool off often. or refresh. Not that often, but it was it, drink. it was an option. You didn't need water. Yeah, you just didn't drink anything. I mean, I that's think true. it's better for kids to have water. It's, it's definitely the wrong, wrong side of that extreme when we were kids. It is weird yeah, though, that we never drank any water. <laughs> I'm not pining for the days of massive dehydration across the country. I'm just saying that we survived doing that. And now it seems like some parents are like, well, I might, my kid would die. If he didn't go to school with a, whatever the fuck brand name I can't think of right now, water bottles strapped to their, to their backpack. So whatever, it's going to come to me in like an Hydro hour. Flask. I'm just going to yell it out. Hydro flask. That's the one. Thank you. That's exactly the one. Anyway. All right. That was topics one through six. We just covered them. <laughs> just kidding. That was topic one. Um, speaking of the pandemic, one that I just added to my list. I, I took out another one that was weak and I replaced it with this. What do you think when it's all said and done? And thankfully, I feel like we're yet again heading towards a trough in terms of this pandemic in a good way, like lowercase numbers and things are looking a little better. Things are, there's events and things of that sort. We're certainly not out of it yet, but. Whenever it is that we can say we're officially out of the pandemic, what do you think the silver lining of the pandemic is going to be? If there is one. Silver lining. Hmm. Yeah. What is something good that will have come out of this? I mean, I think for most uh, adults, it will just be the uh, office flexibility like it, I think it will work in office. Yeah, it will have completely changed workplace culture, as far as like, which could be good, could be bad. Going to work every day. Yeah, I mean, I think for I think most people appreciate will appreciate the flexibility. If you want to go into work, I think most places you probably will be able to go every day. Right. And it, there was, I think a lot of places were becoming more flexible. This definitely just sort of uh, sped up the it. process. Yeah. Other than yeah, that, uh, I don't know. Appreciate eating in a restaurant more, I guess. I... <laughs> you could say that about all those simple things in life that 
we're not used to. I think one that, and yours is definitely a, a key one that I know you and your family have taken advantage of. I have taken advantage of as is my wife, as we're both full-time work from home right now. And seems like that will be the case for the foreseeable future. If we stay with our current companies of employment. Um, the other one is, and I think we mentioned this last week or maybe the week before, I, I hope that the acceptance of mask wearing will maintain. Now, will I continue to wear a mask every time I go out in public? Probably not, but I have not had a cold, knock on wood, since this thing started. And I would always get at least one common cold a year. And I think part of that is because of my la lack of interaction with other humans. But yeah, anytime I've had interaction, I'm wearing a mask. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bit of my cold, a bit of a cold because my wife is sick. Um, mm. But yeah, I've my cold quantity is way, way down. I mean, I think yeah, hygiene has gone up in general as far as like frequency and thoroughness. Yeah, you were telling me when the, when the pandemic started, you finally started washing your balls. No. Which was good. Oh, you still aren't. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to discuss my personal hygiene. <laughs> um, you just did. Go ahead. I mean, not of my other than my hands, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, I, I had a point, but now I forgot what it was. Do you think? Never mind. I'll save that for another topic. All right. Fair enough. That those are good silver linings. But yeah, I mean. Uh... A lot. It feels like a lot more downsides than silver linings. I guess. Of course, that's. I mean, that's why they're called silver linings. Like, there's a giant dark cloud, but it has a silver lining or two yeah. silver linings with a hundred bad parts. All right. Okay. Next up. Um, uh, I have a, I have a twofer if you want. Or it could be twofer. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Um, Jerry is the least funny Seinfeld cast member oh wait a minute you teased this last week you said you had some seinfeld questions on here i forgot about that okay jerry is the least funny seinfeld cast member okay and i know he plays sort of the straight man for most of the yeah, stories by, by design yes um but like uh the seinfeld episodes has been doing the they're doing another bracket right now they're doing um the bloopers outtakes yeah. which i have to say i'm I don't engage with this at all. I mean, I was trying to do it at first, but the bloopers, I don't know. They're funny. Like you can't rewatch them. I feel like you can watch it once or twice. You're like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny, but I, I agree five or six times. I, it's not that funny. Yeah. I was engaged is a good word. I was engaged during the first round, but now it's like, Oh, I'm seeing them again. And it's not that they're necessarily less funny. It's just the, the, the sheen or the, whatever the shine, whatever that cliche is has come off of them and it's like, all right. And, 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 and I will also say that for several of them, I can't think of any particular examples. And so I won't, it doesn't matter. I feel like people are just voting because like it's Jerry Stiller and they love Jerry Stiller. Yeah. And that's fine. Or it's Kramer. It's like Jerry Stiller, uh, several of his outtakes were just him flubbing the lines because that's, it looks like that was something he kind of did pretty often, <laughs> which isn't really well, that, funny they you know out, they know. took out the you want a piece of me one i think because they declared it they retired the yeah one. they declared it right they declared it like it's it's a yeah emeritus or whatever yeah i it, it's i think they're harder to judge too because it's like do you 
do you appreciate when people break or right like they're it, watching outtakes is funny in a different way i guess like it's not sure. it's not the the sort of comedic structure of the scene it's just like something it's like somebody yeah, fell it's down unplanned. like ha that's funny that dummy fell down you know what i mean it's it not, is by nature unplanned yeah yeah so I, I don't know it's less it's it doesn't it doesn't stay stay as well i think as the clips and I, <laughs> still and a good the, handle to follow by the way seinfeld yeah episodes. no certainly i think you should definitely follow seinfeld episodes and i believe they said the engagement was way down versus the last thing and i was like yeah yep. because i saw that I, saw I think it's harder to argue like, oh, this one's funnier. Kramer like falls down differently or what? I mean, it's like the, right. I don't know. Okay. So my second, okay. <laughs> my second, uh, two parter, this one's different. sort of Seinfeld related is Jerry Stiller is way funnier than Ben Stiller. Oh, without question. I'll, I'll, <laughs> okay. So I'll respond to the second one first. Ben Stiller. I, somehow has crafted quite a career in a series of comedic roles, movies. He had his own TV show. Um, I, that's he's not done a to couple say of... that Ben Stiller is not funny at all. I think he is. I know, like, I really like him on the season God. of Curb. Sorry. <clears throat> he, he did have a good arc in Curb. That was, but again, that was, I think that was Larry writing good lines for him. But he just, he kind of has this thing where he kind of is this guy who has this, like he is annoyed by everything, and this is how he talks about it. And yeah. it, like that's Ben Stiller in everything he does. Now he's made five hundred million dollars in his lifetime, and Godspeed to him. But yeah, he's clearly yeah, successful at it. Yeah, Jerry Stiller. I mean, uh, you know, the, the grand majority of his career, no one even knows about. But he, I mean, he died recently, of course. But for 60, 70 years, he was part of a, a comedy duo. Um, he he did a lot more back in the the older days, I like to say. And then his career was kind of revitalized with his role on on Seinfeld, which again is what most people, especially of our yeah, age or younger, that's all know I know him, him from. I don't know his other work. Yeah, and I I don't know it well. I'm not claiming to know it well, but definitely funnier, definitely more comedic timing, comedic instincts. It is interesting, um, though, because I feel like most people think Ben Stiller's funniest movie is Zoolander. Zoolander, which is and unwatchable. I have not seen the whole movie. I think, like, I missed it when it came out. It was one of those movies where, like, if you didn't see it when everyone thought it was hilarious, it's kind of like right. you, it's, the time it doesn't passed. hold up the same way. Sure. Don't disagree. Yeah. So. I, uh I've never seen Zoolander in its entirety either, but again, it's very much just a character, which is a is a, an escape from the character I was just describing that Ben Stiller always played. But um, but they show uh, they show dodgeball on Comedy Central a lot, and it's just uh, it's not it. Uh, yeah, that, that's know, a that's fine. a Ben Stiller it, Vince it, Vaughn movie, and it's just I don't know. Neither one of them carries it. It could be too that I it's like his humor just doesn't tickle my funny bone or whatever so yes that's the other thing i was gonna say he had his like i said he had his own show and i watched some of it it was not good <laughs> it wasn't good it wasn't funny like everybody talks about it, oh like when it originally came out some but that's what i'm talking about like oh it's this underground no 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 it's not it's not worth your time <laughs> well it's Don't underground watch. but because it's 
not that popular. Right. It needs to be underground. Bury it. Anyway. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Oh, and then I, I don't even know if I answered the second one. Um, Jerry Seinfeld is not funny. Um, I didn't say he's not funny. I said he's the least funny of the four main Of the four members. main characters. 100% true. But you also, spoiler alert, he's supposed to be the straight man. So, of course, he's... Yeah. Or he's the least funny, I should say. It's just interesting because he's the comedian on the show and, like... Right. Well, funny. it's similar to like Bob Newhart on the Newhart show. He was very much the straight man, but all the characters yeah, around him. Yeah, but Newhart's him. fucking hilarious on Newhart. He is hilarious. But again, like he always the straight plays man. the straight man. And like, I never watched it, but everybody loves Raymond. Again, it's a show centered around one character, but all the auxiliary characters are the ones that really, you know, push the narrative, if you will. So, anyway. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, that tool time thing where he's he's the straight yeah, man. Yeah, home improvement. Yeah, exactly. Although he would probably, argue, Tim Allen would say, no, I had funny lines. No, he didn't. Ironically, no one had funny lines. Yeah, that show. that show was just bad. No, I, he was not the straight man on that show. That was no, he was his joke. He was, he was a character. Okay. Um. All right, I've got, I've got two that could be a twofer. They're kind of related. I feel like they're kind of involved questions, but that's okay. We'll try to keep it short. If you had, God, I feel like I already asked this. Let me know if I already asked this. Okay. If you could take a sabbatical for a year, no family, no job to have to worry about. You had a half million dollars to spend. You could spend all or spend none of it. Up to you. What do you do? I think you, you asked something anywhere? similar to this, but definitely not this exactly. Okay, good. So sabbatical for a year. I put the cap on five hundred thousand. I mean, make it a million if, like, if you if you need to do if extensive traveling or something. <laughs> well, it's just because you know, if I was like, you had a hundred million dollars, you'd be like, well, I buy a private yacht. Like, you know, I, I don't need all that. If money wasn't an issue, and you kind of do whatever you wanted, and you weren't saddled by a family, saddled by a career. I mean, you can so see your in family this scenario, my family basically doesn't exist, right? Because I mean, I definitely would want to see my family for. That's yes, that's why I just said. Either way, either you could visit them, or they we'll just, they never. We'll say they're them. they're not they're not they're on pause. They don't they exist. Have this yes, time to do whatever I want. Right. I won't be missing anything, and they won't. Vice versa. Yeah, you'll enjoy whatever you're going to say you're doing. I mean, I don't know. I've I've never really thought about this before, but the first thing that came to my mind is just uh, sort of travel the world and do like design world stuff trip. and drawing and sketching, do that kind of stuff. Stuff that I like to do that no one in my family yeah. likes to do. Okay, that's good. Any places in particular, or a place? Just um, to keep short. I mean, <laughs> you know, Tajikistan's on the list. <laughs> hey now. Uh, Civil War Tajikistan. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's. It's like I think I'm gonna. We talked about this before. There's, there's a, I don't know, a hundred billion books that have been written or something. Like, I'm never sure. gonna read them all. There's a million places that I'd like to go to. Yeah. I uh, I'd like to go. I'd like to see more of Asia. Good. I'd like to go to Africa. I'd like to go to South America. I mean, there's tons of places I've never been to that I just would like to see. 
So you want to hit out the continents you've missed thus far? Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, you've been tons to of places in Europe that I've never been to. I've, I've yeah, been to Europe some, so. Right. Okay. Australia, Guam. Gotta hit Guam. Gotta hit Guam. Can't avoid that. Okay. It's super convenient to everything else. <clears throat> really isn't. But, yeah, I've... I was posed this question several weeks ago, and that's when I put it on this list. But, um, And what I said in the moment, I don't know if it's true or not, because there are plenty of things I would do, I guess. But I said I would find a secluded area. Because a lot of people, this this is in a group setting, a lot of people said the travel thing. Oh, I want to go here. I want to go here, there. I want to you know hit up all these places. That's a great I mean, idea in theory. I would theory. just watch Comedy Central for a year no, and save my money. I didn't go that far. But that tra- travel is tiring. Like, you're not an immortal being, being during this year. Like, you still, you know, you could get sick. You could, you, you have to, whatever. You're still a normal human. So I said I would find a place in secluded northern Canada. And I would write a fiction novel. Which I started doing about 15 years ago. And wait, wait, finished. what? And I lost my copy of my great fiction novel that I never completed. Seriously? Yes. Do you have an outline or the premise of this this story? I had like two chapters written. No, no, no. And it was on a laptop. Oh. Do you do remember I, do I... the basic yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. framework sure. of the story? Of course. It was during a phase of my life. Podcast? I... I about to it was during a phase of my life when i was very much into stephen king like subtle stephen king like you wanted to date him or you were into his work into his work like that kind of eerie you know like shit's about to go down stephen king which is most of his work um and so it was a story wait hold hold on just a second there was a time when you were really into stephen king yeah his books no, his his sexual desires. Yes, his books. <laughs> it could be his movies. I mean, his movies too. I still like some of his movies. I saw it, not you know, the most recent it that came. I saw both the it's that came out. Huh. It's, it's, this it's is just too. very surprising to me. I did not know that you had any. Uh, I know because once I lost the, once ambition. I lost the file, the soft copy of his book, I was like, ah, fuck it, it's not gonna happen. Wait, was it? Um, was it written uh, like in a? A word processing program, or were you writing it at longhand? No, it was no, no, no. It was in it was in Word. Okay. It was a Word file, and then it was on a laptop that clearly before subsequently cloud, died. Cloud documents. Yes. Long. This was like two thousand four, two thousand five, something like that. Maybe two thousand six. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a it's a it's a story that takes place in the fifties in the Midwest. And in the small town, and basically one of the more well-known families, the daughter, was driving home from school on a sunny day, and suddenly she just disappeared. They found the car, no body, no blood, no nothing. She was just gone. And It's like the leftovers, sort of. I mean... Yeah, subsequent to writing this, I've watched many programs. I'm like, I feel like they stole the idea from me. Maybe they mm, stole my Word file. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, it's not too dissimilar from The Leftovers, except it was it was not like... Just one person. 
one out of every ten. Yeah, it was it was just one person, but a prominent person. And or why the so last like, man? Currently on Hulu. Correct. So anyway, so that's the idea. And that's that's the gist of it. Interesting. Yeah. You you basically want to go nowhere. You just want to be alone with your thoughts. Well, I'd be in a place in Canada where there'd be amazing trail running. I could get up, go on a nice trail run every morning, and then just not be bothered by society. And if I wanted to watch Comedy Central all day, then I could do that. <laughs> Take a day off. So in this scenario, would would you have like a cook and a maid? No, I got I got I got a half mill, man. I would uh I'd get shit shipped in, like pre made meals. Ugh, that sounds disgusting. I didn't think that far into the logistics. The point is just what would you do if you had a sabbatical? All right. All right. A lot right, of people. Fair enough. A lot of people in this group setting said travel. Some people said learn an instrument. Some people said, you know, that's sort of a thing. Learn a new language. Learn, learn a new language. Man. I know. Why? Seems like a lot of work for something that's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. I guess it's. <laughs> if I'm 25, maybe. At my yeah. age, I don't know. But my language like, days are over. Mm, I should have done that earlier if I really wanted to learn a new language. Although, no, my learning days are over. Yeah. I, th <laughs> I think if you really want to learn a new language, you get a tutor and just live in that country and you'll you'll pick it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that called? Uh, immersion. You do that? Immersion, yeah. Like, yeah, don't, I agree. Don't fucking take a class for a year. That sounds miserable. Well, but that, uh, what's that program a lot of people do? The... Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of yeah. it. Not That's Duolingo, but. Um, no. The, just, the I can't remember anything today. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever the course you can take. That's what the fuck is that called? Say. I can't think of it. Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica. No. <laughs> Hang on. Are you looking it up? Because I'll look it up. I am not. looking it up. Babel. What's it called? Huh? Babel. Nope. That's not what I was thinking of either. I've seen Duolingo for sure. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. That's the one we, that's we what found I said. the exact same. Tablets. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that what <laughs> All right. For the other half of my duel, I got, I got to hustle up here for the fucking sixth episode. For the other half, again, very similar question, but different. If you could live one place for one day, where would that place be and why? Just one for day? one day. One day. I mean, it's got to be some place that I will never, ever live, right? I mean, typically that would be the correct response to this Antarctica, question. Antarctica, yeah. I guess. Okay. Because I, I don't expect to ever visit or be able to step foot there. So. Yeah, I didn't think about the poles. I, I could have said the poles. And, yeah, South or like, I mean, there are places that are... Like, I've always wanted to live in New York City, but one day, like, what the fuck is the point? That's the same as just visiting it. So it's got to yeah. be some place that's really hard to get to for me. Yeah. Something very about, like, the Congo. Whatever the capital of Tajikistan. Or Tajikistan. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the Tajikistan. Or you could episode. say, like, I mean, this, you know, it really is. All bets are off. You could say, like, I want to live in the, uh, where, the where that uh, queen lives in England. What's that place called? Buckingham the Royal Castle or whatever. Buckingham Buckingham Palace. Palace just to just a years later and be like, yeah, 
I lived there for a day. Yeah, I lived there one day. Not that great. <laughs> That's what you have to say, right? Yeah. Bunch of tea. Yeah, pretty dope, but you know, I was under I was under well that I live in. This was built in '74, a little nicer. Yeah, the sheets were underwhelming. Anyway, all right, uh, we move on. This is a Go quick ahead. one. It's not really worthy That's of comment for much. Uh, my wife has never okay. listened to a single episode of our podcast. You know that's partially untrue, though, because, well, that may may be true, but she, she took part in one of the episodes Yeah, because she she, barged in on your recording. She couldn't hear it. She didn't later listen to it? No, God, no. I see. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because... I I could podcast (laughs) uh, for a year. (laughs) Um, I mean, I know we have podcasts for over a year, but I'm saying in my year yes. of uh, seclusion, and oh, right. be no, no different to my wife. <laughs> I think she'd like it if you go away for a year. No, but I <laughs> yes, that'd be I, such a somewhere gift. somewhere between six and twelve months ago, she mentioned or she asked. I guess it was kind of a question. She was like, "Why have I never been a guest on the podcast?" Yeah, she so has we like, asked that multiple times. Bring it on. And yet, here we are. Maybe maybe we'll have her on. Do you think she would listen to that episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. She would definitely have, definitely have to uh, smash the explicit button if, if my wife comes on. Oh, for sure. Right off the get-go. I was like, where are you going with this? Smash the what? Oh. By the way, smash the like button while you're listening to this. Yeah. If you want to see uh, Anne come on. Yeah, send um, us an email and we'll make sure to get her on. If there's a, if for the there's record, a large, large enough fan surge. Right. For the record, I'm almost positive my wife has never listened to a full episode. But I do know she has listened to segments before. Nice. Upon my suggestion. <laughs> She's never been like, oh, I'm bored at work. Let me just flip on my husband and his brother talking about nonsense about the NBA. But she has several coworkers who listen with relative frequency. Which kind of blows my mind. Welcome, coworkers. Yeah, they were introduced by the podcast that she and I do every sure. couple months or whatever, and then they just kind of stuck around. Come I've for not the kibble, feedback. stay for the steak. Stay for the bits. I've not gotten feedback on how they feel about the sesquicentennial uh, marathon here, but I'm sure I will at some point. Anyway, okay. Yeah, you're right. That didn't take much debate or discussion. Um. Do you know, because I do not, do you know, I think there's actually a term for this, but do you know yeah. the history of your name, first and middle? We don't have to discuss last name. Um, do I know the history of my name? Like why you were named what you were named, oh, where the first or middle name came not, from? Not the uh, entomological. Entomological, I knew there was a term. Is it en- etymological? I think it's etymological. Is it one of them bugs and one of them's words? It's etymology, so it must be etymological. Etymology, yeah. Okay. Our cousin. Uh, sorry. So the origin the, of or, my name, yeah. because like from our parents or mm-hmm. from the language? Yeah. Like, like, are you named after our great great grandfather? I do no. not believe you are, but that's sort of a thing. Not the uh, language. I don't give a shit about the language. 
<laughs> I think supposedly our mother had a a student, I think, named Todd, perhaps an African American student, I think she told me, who was her favorite. And I think it was more they just liked the name. And my middle name I think was just popular at the time. Hmm. That's all I got. There may be okay. more story to it. That's, I mean, my daughter's names are just names that we liked. Like there wasn't a. Well, but your eldest daughter's middle name has a meaning. Sure. Yeah. 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 Both of them have That's like their middle names are related to family. Right. Um, my elder daughter's middle name is our mother's maiden name, and my younger daughter's middle name is was my great grandmother's first name and my wife's great or my wife's grandmother's middle name or something. I don't know. It has, it has, it has a slight oh, okay. family connection on both sides. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think partially because we didn't grow up with any sort of like junior or like long history of yeah family name lineage like that has never just been, put them in a hat, pick one. Never been something that, like I was certain, I mean, obviously I have two daughters, so there was never going to be a Todd Jr., but, Thank um, God. and it does, it seems to only happen on the male side. Like you don't hear yeah. of, I mean, I guess yeah. our mother was named, had the same first name as our grandmother, right? Technically, that is true. Um, but I I, if, yeah. you don't, he, like, I don't know any daughter of anyone I know that has the same name as their mother. Right. I don't mean a contemporary of me. I'm saying any person I know with kids like who has named their daughter after their wife or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a thing or it's not a popular thing. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know any sons named after their fathers either, but I, I do have friends or whatever that have the same name as their father. Right. Um, or maybe not friends, but acquaintances anyway. I was about to say, you just said you don't know anyone. You said, I do have friends. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's any reason for, for my name or your name. Honestly, okay. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I never really thought about it until I wrote this down as a potential topic. So. Are you, are you thinking about the, the whole naming process with your upcoming child? Well, yeah, sure. Of course. That's, I think that's probably how it crossed my mind. Um, and I, I think we're both on the same page that the first name Tarina. is not, is not going to be anything related to any family members, at least that we know of, but we had discussed finding a middle name that, may have some sort of connection either for one or both of us. We're still in the I mean, early stages of the process. It, it could be. I, I'm not a, against a first name. It's just, uh, you know, as I'm not either. names are cyclical or whatever, that what sort of names are in style. So a person like your parent or even a grandparent may not be in style or it might be whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So you, it might not make sense to name your kid Heather in, you know, like... <laughs> 2021 right right or whatever yeah. it is and 
I'm of the mindset with everything in my life that I could give two shits what other people think about it. My wife is not the same way. Um, so that she might be factoring that in when she's thinking of names. No, I mean, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just saying like, no boys are being named Todd these days that I know of. With very good reason. I think that name might be done. I mean, maybe it'll yeah. come back in another 20 or 30 years. Who knows? Could be. Wasn't that one of your topics before? There are no famous Todds. No, there were no famous. It was a uh, Todd. Shit, the guy from Different Strokes. I said he was he Todd the last Bridges. great Todd. Todd Bridges. Yeah. Todd Bridges. Yeah. I had to look look back at my notes. And obviously Scott Hoffman's the last great Scott. You're listening. Yeah, I feel to like right there are the more people named Scott still. You know what's maybe sad? Not, maybe not babies, but right, younger adults. You know, you know who may be the most popular Scott in society right now? Michael Scott. No. Scott Disick. A guy who was married to one of the Kardashians. Yikes. Maybe not. That's scary. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Stop looking at the internet. You're up. Uh, sorry. My friend Ricky texted me something about the Monday night football game, so I was curious what the score was. Oh, okay. shit. It's tied. I'm guessing that... Uh, Who is it? It's Baltimore, isn't it? Yeah, Baltimore's playing, but they're playing the Colts, so they should be winning. But they should be winning, yeah. I think they're going into overtime. Uh, sorry, what am I on? Uh, oh. I don't know. If you reverse the direction of a fan, like a portable fan, does it say, good eye, hope you're feeling cooler? Or does it, uh, that was just a bad joke. I don't know. That's was that a topic or just <laughs> yeah, things I shouldn't have said on list, a podcast so that other people listen to? You're like, getting uh, Man, we are at the bottom of the barrel. Did you save any good ones? Are these last seven going to be dog shit like that one was? Uh, uh, some of these are better. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me let everyone in on what Todd was just trying to do. So, famously, in Australia, if you flush a toilet, it goes in the opposite direction. So, for some reason, Todd it equated that actually, to a fan. That, that's a myth. It doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. But famously, there is that that uh what do they call it so Just yeah if you turn thing. a fan like if you reverse the the fan i think i was thinking about um i don't know if you did this mm. but uh well you didn't go to camp as much as i did but when i went to camp we all had portable fans because there's no air conditioning it was at the beach it was hot as shit i did have a portable fan yes um and we would spend much of our time uh taking the cover off the fan and putting your finger in to stop the blades or your nose or your tongue, tongue whatever yeah. you wanted to sure as kids um, are wont to do and uh, I was thinking about if you reversed a fan, did it did it talk back to you in uh, Australian? All right, so. so that that was a super quick one because yeah, why would anyone say anything in response to that? Um, okay, so next up, COVID related. Oh, from kind the of. very heavy to the very. Or... No, no, this is not very heavy at all. But it's oh, okay. it's uh, COVID could have an impact on this. Do you think going forward in society, again, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, I'm going to a, a conference for work this week. Do you think the fist bump will displace the handshake as a common greeting in the business setting because of COVID? I don't know. The fist bump has a real douche quality to it. It does. Or overtone, at least. But I'm prepared to perhaps do a lot of fist bumping this week just because people well, might be afraid of the There's the elbow thing, too. See, that's just, even dumber, though. 
Yeah. It's less douchey, I, but it's still. The elbow one, like the fist bump people know how to do. The elbow one, everybody's like, oh, no elbows. Like yeah. Oh, what do I do here? Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, exactly. So you're unclear on. Um, well, I went or to will the handshake make a comeback? The place that I'm freelancing last week. Oh, you did go. Okay. You talked to me about that off air. But, um, yeah. And they, they had it indoors. And yep. there were people f- who had flown in from all over the place. And I was like, mm, this doesn't seem like a good idea. So I wore my mask, but nobody else did. And they were all vaccinated. But I was like, just Still. takes one breakthrough to uh, break yeah. on through. So, But it was weird because I was the only person wearing a mask. So I felt odd. You were going to comment on the greeting? I mean, I shook people's hands. I assume is why you brought up that story. Well, you shook I, people's hands. It was related to COVID more than the specific reading. But I, 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 see. I mean, I don't know. As long as I'm not touching my face afterwards, shaking hands is not that big a deal, I don't think. Which, when you have a mask on, that's another advantage of the mask is it makes it much tougher to touch your face. Yeah. Because you can't get to it. I wasn't you can rub my your fingers eye. like that's a quarterback cool. about to throw. Okay. That's all. I just uh, okay. I, uh, by next, the way, by the way, next week I will report back and let everyone know on on if, if in fact bump. if in fact the fist bump or the fucking dumbass elbow thing. What about the what about like an ET things. greeting where you just like boom touch fingers? Yeah, that's perhaps the most awkward of all. Uh, Congratulations okay. or high five. High five is better than a fist bump. I feel like. Yeah, but if you're high five, you might as well shake hands. True. True. All right, this one is not my favorite, but um, why are only sunflowers called sunflowers? Don't all flowers need and receive sun? Are all of yours like this for the rest of the list? Because <laughs> no. we can just call it at 140. No, 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 we'll no. just pretend. They're not all. Okay. Um, to answer your question, I don't believe they're called sunflowers because they need sun. Because all living plants need sun. So why are they to, called sunflowers then? I guess because they look. I like believe a big it's sun. I believe it's based on their appearance. Yeah, they it resemble really a look sun. Like a sun though, because it's like brown in the middle. Well, nothing looks like a giant ball of flame and gas, <laughs> but it as a flower, it's it's one of the closest resemblance to a sun that I guess we have in that particular uh, ecosystem. So. That's my guess. All right. Good guess. All right. Now I'm going to get really serious. This is, this may be the most serious topic we've ever discussed on this show. What you saying something? Oh, it's a serious uh, hold question. on. Just a, a quick update. Yeah, please. Sunflower got its name because the flowers turn toward the sun. Ah, like all flowers. Anyway. I think it's probably more noticeable with the sunflower because it is. Typically it actually large. is. I've, I've heard that. Yes. Um, you ready for this? This is this is this is a legit topic. Okay. And I honestly don't know how you feel about it. And okay. we don't talk politics on the show, but this is as close to politics True. as we may get. <clears throat> Execution. Is it a moral conundrum or a societal necessity? It's definitely not a societal necessity. <laughs> you don't need to kill people. That's bullshit. Okay. Uh, moral conundrum. I mean, I don't think we should have the death penalty. I guess is 
how I respond to that. That's basically what I'm getting at here. Okay. So you disagree with the death penalty? Yeah, I mean... In all cases. Killing people for killing people makes no sense. Okay. Just rationally. What do you think, and, and thankfully neither one of us has been on the opposite end of this, what do you think the harshest penalty should be? Just life sentence, like solitary confinement, you know, a guy yeah, rapes I mean, and kills 20 children, I, like what, I get what should the, the penalty be? You know, if someone's like a child murderer slash rapist, like you really want to dismember them and torture them. But I think right. rationally... Um, you know, an eye for an eye doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help you become any better. It doesn't solve. It doesn't fix the problem. I mean, I think life imprisonment is what what the penalty should be. Okay. Um, I there's also like a lot about solitary, which seems like exceptionally cruel because basically people just go insane if if they're right isolated which that also oh, mental yeah mental also doesn't issues. seem like the best solution so i mean i i'm not for i'm not uh advocating for like give them you know tv and have a good time but if the goal of prison is to like reform someone in some cases like i think you could probably argue people are unreformable but mm. i think the penalties are often don't are just more cruel than useful, I guess. So oftentimes, or too often, you're saying it's a no-win situation, no matter what you do. Yeah, I mean, with the criminal in this case. I I don't I don't think I just think if you want to present yourself as a rational and moral society, execution can't be part of that, which is why it's not for most of the developed world. True. And Your thoughts? United States, depending on states. I it's it it's <laughs> I don't know why I put silent assessment. It's pretty silly now that I read it. Um I think it's I think it's always a moral kind of I, I should be always a moral conundrum for anyone. Um I I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a strong feeling about it either way, if I am being honest with you. Um, and it, it, it would never be this way, but I think it's a, it's a case by case basis. And if you have, and it's, again, it's never this it clear is that way but, now, but it, this, the unfortunate well, thing true. is it's also sort of geography of where the crime was committed. Like yeah, if you commit it, totally it in the is. South, you're more likely to get executed. Right. They're, they brought back firing squads in, in Texas or I think that actually is true. Um, they brought back something recently that I was like, what? That yeah. sounded like something from the 19th century or the early 19th century. Um, but but what, what I mean by that is, you know, if, you know, if someone killed your child or your wife or whatever, you know, a lot of times those people will forgive that person, which I takes incredible strength and courage that I don't even understand. If someone killed someone I loved, I don't have that sort of mental capacity to, to forgive them. And I know they're doing that for their own sanity. And a lot of times there's religious reasons behind it and that's all well and good. Um, but what else, the point is like, but if someone's like, yeah, I want them 
to die eye for an eye like i get that should that person be killed i don't know there's too many circumstantial factors sometimes the people that do it want to be killed and it's almost you know more of a penalty to keep them alive and incarcerated so it just it varies so much um that yeah i don't know it is and and again a lot of people that are the victims think well that puts them out of their misery killing them so i'd rather they stay incarcerated so again there's there's a, a thousand different options and i don't know i'm never like rooting for it every time certainly but i also get it if society or again the victims if that's what they want to see because they feel that that's just like a, you know that's up to that person in that situation so i don't know i'm just talking in circles back and forth sure moral conundrum is my conclusion I suppose. Well, what did you call it moral secret or whatever moral secret what was your original oh moral hazard <laughs> oh is that what you said moral hazard no, no, no. Oh, I thought you were asking me. No, no, no. In the question originally, he said moral something. No, I said I said moral conundrum. Oh. Or societal necessity. Oh. I thought you were asking what the first band I was in was no, called. No, no, no. And that was moral hazard. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's definitely the heaviest topic I think we've had. Yeah. All right, I've got know, one. Lies not are at so all stupid. Heavy if, but... if you want to, okay. if you want to step yeah. out of that, change it up. Near the hour mark, let's change the tone. All right. Go. So, why did people start picking up poop in like 2004? I feel like before, and I don't know the exact year, but yeah, in the 90s Somewhere after or the turn 80s, of the century. no one picked yeah. up shit. Literally. Literally. Um. But do you know that that's the case? I'm certain. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say. It hang could, on. Hang on. Could, I'll say this. Yeah, in fairness, it could be that I lived in the suburbs and people just let their dogs shit on their yard and then maybe scooped it or didn't. Um, I'll, I'll I did say not this. live in an urban environment then. No, so you I, did not. I could be wrong. I, I will say this. I do not believe that at public parks and public areas they had those little doggy bag receptacles. Certainly didn't have the bags. And I never saw as they do now poop at a park. I didn't either. We growing up. Yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll say turn of the century, somewhere around there that it started. I don't know. I also, still to this day, do not pick up poop in my own backyard from my dog. My dog can poop anywhere in the backyard and it just stays there. And 18 months later, it's still there a lot of times. Wait, it doesn't, um, it doesn't turn white and hard or whatever? It will sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. Now, I know people are now envisioning my backyard just like a big <laughs> layer field. of shit on the ground and that's not the case so and i can't explain child will also they'll just shit everywhere and uh, stay no that will not be the case <laughs> i i am i'm assuming you know every environment is different certainly colorado here is different from where i grew up in the carolinas but i'm assuming that various bugs maybe the the squirrels and birds somehow come and pick up some of it and displace it i don't know but it's not everywhere, but I will still, if I'm out raking the yard or cutting grass, I will come across a turd that appears to not be fresh at all and have been there for some time. So, um, but when we walk the dog, we've been walking Stella every night here recently. We have a little thing with bags in it and we go to plenty of parks that have those bag receptacles as well. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that happened. I don't even remember what your question was. Was when or why? I don't know the why either. Uh, I I think it's more why. Yeah. I I I feel like the when I said two thousand four, but I feel like it, yeah, turn of the century, yeah. whatever. I mean, the why I don't is... remember people doing it in the nineties. Certainly didn't do it in the eighties. No. The why is just to keep society cleaner, I suppose. But I mean, I guess I. What's the tipping point? Like, where people are just like, I'm tired of walking through other people's dog shit. We got to pick this up, and then other people are like, Yeah, we got to do that. Because that's always what the people sound like when they agree with the original idea. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like that question is best asked to someone who who did grow up or currently has for a long time lived in more of an urban environment. They might have a better feel for that because yeah, you and I both grew up in the the suburbs and have basically lived in suburb-like setting for many years. You, of course, don't have a dog. But but I feel like even uh, now, people in the suburbs pick up poop. Maybe not in their own... I mean, if you if your dog shit in your front yard, you'd probably pick it up. Well, she wouldn't shit in my front yard. But I yes, know, but I probably would. If, if you had a more public poop pad, if you will. And again, as I mentioned, we take her on a walk every night, and she'll poop in a variety of places the sidewalk, someone else's yard. We try to avoid her pooping in someone else's yard, but normally she, there's a big school that we go to. It's about a mile away and she'll poop there. We, we pick it up and we're, we're good citizens for the most part. Anyway, that's enough shit talk. Huh guys? Can I, would you? <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, we only have nine topics left. Very exciting. Nine topics. Nine times. What is the closest you have ever come to fame? To fame? Either realistically or in your own mind. Like a TV show? Not the TV show fame. Just fame in any way, shape, or form. And I ask this because I'm going to give you a minute to think about it. Because I think I might even know the answer you're going to say. And I'll be honest if you say it. Tell me that one. No, no. I want you to think about it and come up with something. I don't want to skew your opinion. The closest I've ever come to fame. In order to give you more time, I will just recount the fact that a lot of people know me. Are they separate? Obviously, when I was was living in L.A., I had uh, multiple opportunities and... uh, I've done some some background work, some extra work on TVs, TVs on TV shows. On TV, and, uh, just stood on TVs. TV. Um, and so that's probably the closest. I also took part in a, although this wouldn't be considered fame more than likely, but I took part when I later moved and lived in Greenville, South Carolina. I took part in a contest called Funniest Person in Greenville, for which I got through the opening rounds and made it to the finals. Uh, unfortunately I drew the short straw and had to go first of the, I believe seven finalists. So the crowd was not exactly ready for Warmed comedy up. yet. Cause you need Wait, some was drinking. It based on applause meter or some bullshit like that. That's, that's ultimately how they made the decision. There were some judges too, but yeah, it was based on applause. And I brought several friends. Like I was, I was very thankful. My friends showed up to support, but, um, going first was was a death knell for me it was just not i didn't have near the set that i did 
the week before and I did many of the same jokes and I just did not get the same reaction. So, but had I won that, I would have gotten a free shot to do a, a featured act at a comedy club in Charlotte. And that could have, who knows, who knows what could have happened if that mm. would have gone the way I was hoping. But so yeah, any, any one of those number of things would be uh, the closest I, I ever came to fame. Closest now, I ever came about to you? fame. I I have no example. All right, well, I'll give you the obvious answer that I was thinking. Do you want I don't to... feel like I've ever been close to fame. How about uh, that one magical night in 1993 at a club in downtown Columbia, not downtown Columbia, off of Rosewood called Annie's? When uh, it's singing for JYD. <laughs> A new upstart band was playing their first show without a vocalist. And so Definitely you not. <laughs> uh, was I was in a was band funny. with Tom and Jeff and Brett, big boy. Uh, we played mm. a show at Rockefellers. That was. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the band. I can't remember. Wow. It wasn't we Jeff. opened for Water Monitor, though. They were really good. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah. All right, that's fine. No brushes with fame. It's okay. I mean, I've I've seen famous people from a distance sometimes, but that's about right. it. <laughs> yeah, not what I meant. That could be a different topic, but not what I meant. Okay. Next up. All right. Eight to go, people. Eight <laughs> On to go. The very childish. Uh sort of path I started on the last one. Uh, how did dingling become slang for penis? <laughs> Is it just the Chuck Berry song? What's the Chuck Berry song? Uh, won't you come play my little my dingling? ding-a-ling? Oh. My dingling. Right, let me see if I can find the lyrics. Do we think that's what Chuck Berry meant when he said that? Definitely. Hmm. Then in lieu of having any other response, I'm going to say yes. You okay, can thank here are the, Chuck uh, Berry. Okay. Here are the lyrics to that song. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling, my ding-a-long, my ding-a-ling. I want to play with my ding-a-ling. <laughs> my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want to play with my ding-a-ling. Uh... Not overtly obvious to, that he's talking about a penis. Then my gra- then my mother took me to grammar school, but I stopped all in the vestibule every time that bell would ring. Catch me playing with my ding-a-ling. Mm-hmm. Once I was climbing the garden wall, I slipped and had a terrible fall. I felt so hard I heard bells ring, but I held on to my ding-a-ling. <laughs> As you do. Uh, once I was swimming across Turtle Creek, many snappers all around my feet. Sure was hard swimming across that swing with both hands holding my ding-a-ling. This here song ain't so sad, the cutest little song you've ever had. Those of you who will not sing must be playing with your own ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling, your ding-a-ling, your ding-a-ling. We saw you playing with your ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. Everybody sing, I want to play with my ding-a-ling. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. It was, it was his only <laughs> number one single on the U.S. pop charts. 
What? So really? A barely this is disguised the Chuck to the speaker's penis. The song makes liberal use of double entendre and extended metaphor. This is the same Chuck Berry that Marvin Berry calls in Back to the Future. Yes. Hey, Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin Berry, you know that new sound you're looking for? Yes. Well, listen to this. Okay. I think a chairman of the sea dance, Michael J. Fox. All right. Um, yeah, we'll oh, go no, with It was a cover cares. song. It was a cover that he covered. Did he? I, I, I honestly thought he was prolific, though. I thought he would have had dozens of number one hits. Or not, not even number. He said charts. A number one hit back in the day. Maybe he was just a writer. Like he wrote a lot of hits. Mm. No. Now you're looking up Chuck Berry. Don't worry, yeah. folks. This will only take twenty minutes of the show. We're tied to Wikipedia. Chuck no, Berry. No, no. His, was... um... His other big songs were Maybelline. Why don't you be true? That song. Oh, that says that. Oh, that reached number one on the rhythm and blues chart. I think I think they were more strict about how they uh, sort of s like segregated music, like in right. more ways than one. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, yeah. This was back in the fifties, early sixties. Yeah, fifties, fifties and sixties. Yeah. Although Dingaling was recorded in seventy two. Sad, sad that he had. Uh... He had to have that long of a run to get a hit, and it was with a penis song. Just yeah, according to Wikipedia, that was his only number one single. Yeah, that really blows my mind. I bet if we asked people on the streets, they'd say, "Oh yeah, Chuck Berry had a bunch of hits." Wasn't he? He was. He was known for being like a he'd fuck a lot of chicks or something. Like he was a real deviant in some way. Drugs. Yes, he uh, had physical and girls. sexual abuse allegations. Okay, there you go. Little Chucky B. In 1990, anyway. he was sued by several women who claimed that he had installed a video camera in the bathroom of his restaurant. So he wasn't. He wasn't satisfied with playing with, playing with his own dangling. No. He was trying to get others involved. I see. All right, Chuck. Godspeed. Still with us? He's got to no. be dead by now. He is deceased. No. Okay. Fun for a well. 2017. 27. Man. Hell of a run. Anyway. Yeah. Almost okay. uh, nine, 91 years, looks like. Good for him. All right. Next up. Or 90. He didn't quite make it to 91. Didn't quite make it to 91. Okay. Todd and math. Well, no, I mean, I just saw the, the dates, 26 to 2017, and said right. 91. But he oh, and then you died the in months. March and was born in October. So calm the okay. fuck down. Well, I'm just making what are normally appropriate <laughs> and correct assumptions <laughs> about your ability to do math. Okay. Plus, if you're on Wikipedia, normally will tell you the age it is. Well, I was I was looking at the top part, not the little side column, which uh, actually tells you the aged. Gotcha. Yeah. Always That's go to I the right. Was 90. Always go to the USA Today breakdown that they do on Wikipedia. Um. City or country has the place that you would prefer to live changed throughout your life? What? What do you mean? <laughs> like, maybe when you were younger, you wanted to live in the country or the city. Now that you're older, you prefer to live in the country or the city. 
Have you always wanted to live in the same type of area? Or has it changed throughout your life? The type of surroundings you want to be domiciled in? It's definitely shifted, I would think. I don't really I don't really remember where I wanted to live as a kid. Somewhere other yeah. than South Carolina, maybe. Sure. That's fair. Um, but I don't I don't think I had a real strong idea of what other places were like, to be honest. Right. Uh, I mentioned that I always would like to live, would have liked to live in New York, New York city. Yeah. It's still a possibility, but a remote one. Um, and I mean, we lived more in the city in Portland and now live firmly in the suburbs. I'd like to live more in the city, but, um, I mean, there are, there are things that are easier about living in the suburbs. So, meaning like accessibility to things, uh, just like not not accessibility, drivability. To more, I think it's actually less accept- accessible to a lot of things other than like shitty chain restaurants. Just like right. uh, if you live in in a, the more urban the environment, the more difficult it is to like drive or park. Sure. Which, if you have kids and like are trying to take them to things. I don't know. There's always public transportation, but then you have to live in a, si- a city big enough where that's convenient to do so, and that's always slower than taking a car somewhere. Right. Or, yeah, your whole schedule. Not has always. To I guess in New York, sometimes the train might be faster than taking a taxi or an Uber or something. But Oftentimes. in most cities that are not New York, right. possibly Los Angeles or Chicago or something. Uh, Taking a car is almost always faster than a bus or a train. Unless well, you're going to some place that's directly at a stop. Yeah, a bus, because the bus is making the same stops a car is, and then some, because it has to stop to bring people on and let people off. But a train like Chicago, New York, as you mentioned, could very well be faster depending on the traffic situation. Yeah, but even then, like, you're taking a train to somewhere and you're probably walking five to right. ten minutes on either side of that. Like, you know, most sure. most times the train's not dropping you off directly in front of your desired location. It's rarely that convenient. Although I actually knew an attorney who worked in Manhattan and he lived in Westchester. But the stop that he got off on was literally in the basement of the building that he worked in. So it was pretty convenient. He could get out and he was, he was there. You know, in terms of the GMAP's pin... He was already there, already at work. So hmm. anyway, um, okay. So it has, you think it's maybe altered somewhat, but it sounds like it's, it even changes year by year, week by week, month over month. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it also depends like, um, you know, we live outside of Baltimore now. So yeah, our knowledge of the place when we moved here was, severely limited so we took advice of other people was it good advice maybe i don't know uh like could we have lived in the city probably but there are you know sort of lots of issues of the city that like we just didn't know anything about still don't i mean i don't feel like local politicians fully understand some of the challenges that baltimore has Mm -hmm. um 
So, you know, like living in Baltimore versus like, say, living in Denver, like it might be easier to live more in the city in Denver than it is in Baltimore. I don't know. I don't live in Denver. Probably um, is. But, uh, you know, some cities differ, I guess, is my point. Versus like, well, uh, yeah, obviously we couldn't live in Manhattan just financially, but sure. we could poss- probably live in Brooklyn or Queens or something and commute into the city, assuming we worked in the city, whatever, ball. but um, like figuring out where we wanted to live versus like it might be more of a pain in the ass to live in New Jersey or Connecticut or wherever the fuck you live outside of mm-hmm. New York City and commute yeah. in again. This is non-pandemic, like working in an office commute in sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the big cities, Baltimore, Denver, both. It's also a question, you know, at your point in life with two kids, do you want to live in an apartment? Because if you live in downtown Denver, I mean, there are houses available, but they're incredibly expensive and and hard to come by. There's plenty of condos and apartments. And obviously, same thing in Manhattan. There are virtually no houses yeah, you're not going to get a house in uh, or Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, that's unless you're so a billionaire and you can buy like a right. like a brownstone or something a plot of land. Yeah, so that's the other decision you have to make too. And at this point in my life, I could not go back to apartment living. It would have to be a very unique situation for me to want to do that. I just like the <laughs> idea of having a house. So, um, yeah, but it, it's uh, to give my perspective on that. The earliest memory I have of knowing where I wanted to live. Again, I always wanted to get out of South Carolina. I think we both did. That's why, kind of at our you first just took opportunity, a, a we... lot longer to do it. Well, but not exactly. At our first opportunity post Clemson, we both literally went to the other side of the country <laughs> um, for brief periods of time. You a little longer than me. You in Seattle, me in LA. But anyway, um, but I have a memory in high school thinking to myself, I don't really care where I live. I just want a house where the front yard and backyard have a lot of trees so that my house is very shaded and like almost, almost covered up by foliage. That's my earliest memory. It's just like a seclusion thing. Like don't bother me. I don't need the sun. Like I just want to be nice and cool and in the shade. Hermit. And uh, yeah, my house here in the backyard meets that criteria, but the front yard, not so much. And Denver's you know incredibly sunny. You had some trees in the front yard of your house. No, we do. We have two big trees, but the the shade doesn't reach the house really. In the front yard, in the side, in the back, yes, but not the front yard. So, and again, very sunny here. So I kind of chose poorly as far as that's concerned, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, okay. All right, final three for both of us. All right, I'm going to mix very up exciting. some of the order of mine. Try to save one of the stronger ones for try to end with a bang. One. Okay, I'll, I'll I do mean, the they're same. all moderately stupid, but well, um, par for the course. Yes. Well, I'll just stick with the order, and then I'll switch the last two. Okay, why did Mellow so Yellow not really it. take off like Mountain Dew, and why didn't Coke care? Because I feel like Coke such a powerful brand they if they wanted to they could pump a bunch of money into mellow yellow and make it more of a or could have maybe not maybe now it's too late but make it more of a mountain dew contender but they sort of seeded that battle to pepsi and they're like fuck it you can have the mountain dew space so to clarify mountain dew is owned by pepsi mellow yellow is owned by 
Coke. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay. Because like Sprite and Sierra Mist or whatever, like I feel like yep. Sprite's definitely the winner there. Clear cut winner. Yeah. Coke and Pepsi. I don't know what the numbers are. Coke feels more popular to me, but I don't. I know feel like Coke has true. an edge, but sure, yeah. Um, and then I don't know what Sunkissed and Crush Fanta. Fanta. Crush? I think. I think Coke owns. Uh, shit, no, I forgot. Fanta? How do we not know this? Of know. all the podcasts <laughs> in the world, it feels like the soda ownership should be something that we're pretty clear on. I feel like they own Fanta, but I might be wrong. Oh, Pepsi that. definitely owns Fanta. No, shit. Fanta's okay. owned by Coca Cola. I just said that. Like I just said, wrong. I feel like Coke owns Fanta, but eh, don't listen to me. Um, I have an answer to this if you're interested in hearing it. Hold on. Dr. Pepper owns Sunkissed. I did know that. Which is independent of Pepsi. So maybe, uh, yeah, what was yeah. the other one? Sunkissed, Crush, and Fanta. So Coke has Fanta. Sunkissed is out on an island. Oh, Crush is Crush. also owned by Dr. Pepper. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to answer your question. Uh, and you, 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 you you further gave me evidence by saying the Sprite versus Sierra Mist thing. It's all about marketing. Mellow Yellow, as I recall from our childhood, the only marketing I ever saw for Mellow Yellow was at NASCAR events. NASCAR, Which grant? For sure. In the South, if you have your name on a fucking car going 200 laps or whatever, it's going to sell some product. And I'm sure it did. So good on you. Mountain Dew at that time was and still is the drink of the blue collar construction worker, whatever. However, in the past 15, 20 years, maybe more Mountain Dew has done incredible with their marketing and they got into the whole, um, uh, what are they called? The like X games and sports like that. And suddenly there was a youth movement that pushed Mountain Dew. And so Mountain Dew is now by far from a marketing perspective, the leader. Sprite did a similar thing. I don't know how long ago it was, but they coupled themselves with the NBA and a ton of NBA players pushed Sprite and Sprite products. And so, again, they got into this entire, you know, if you're a fan of basketball, you're a fan of Sprite and, and the urban market specifically. And suddenly Sprite was a major seller. Sierra Mist, if I have ever seen a Sierra Mist commercial, I don't remember what it was. I've had Sierra Mist. I yeah, like Sierra I, Mist. I know that, but I don't Dew buy it. Has has grabbed the action sports market. I'm just as far as soda. I'm sure there's a energy drink that Coke owns that lives in that space too. I'm just surprised that also true. Um, and maybe it's because they focused more on energy drinks or something. I'm surprised that they didn't put more effort into trying to compete in that space. I guess. Well, but I, I think, and I don't know, we'd have to have on a Coke executive, which we could probably contact some people, pull a few strings, get a Coke executive onto this Definitely. podcast. Um, but I, I feel like at some point in the, the, the aptly named Soda Wars, you just kind of have to give up and say, all right, we're not going to win this battle. Let's move on and focus on something else. Put those marketing dollars towards something else. And so at some point, they probably did that with Mellow Yellow. They probably did that with with a bunch of those drinks that just weren't 
winning. So there's still products that they could sell. They become kind of a cash cow for these companies. They're just not the market leader in that particular subset of that beverage. It's interesting. I'm looking at the uh, the brands that Coke owns, and Melliel is not on here. Or it didn't make like the top twenty or something. Well, that that's possible. It's not surprising. Um, they own Fanta, Schweppes, uh, Barks, Fresca. Yeah, Fanta, as we mentioned. As we did, yes. Um, they own Topo Chico, which is uh. popular. I feel like at the moment. I will confirm, according to Wikipedia, Mellow Yellow is owned by Coco. It's yeah, just not I, a top I saw twenty. That too. It's just I don't see it on their website. And for those of you keeping track at home, Mellow Yellow is a mere three months older than I am. So it's been around for a while, my friends. Nice and seasoned. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so okay. Weird. All right, I that's, am that's all. That's it for that topic. Okay. I don't know if you're going to have an answer for this, but I hope you do, because you were just speaking about this to some degree. Your fashion sense, if you will. What is your favorite clothing brand? Jesus. My favorite clothing brand? This could be the, the jeans you love. This could be the shirts, the pants, the underwear, socks. Something that's the most comfortable. Something that is the most uh, useful for you. Uh, it's something interesting that you just because own a lot I of. haven't really purchased uh, any new clothing. I actually purchased some two new shirts for interviews. But prior to yeah. that, I, f I feel like I hadn't bought any new clothing in like two years. Mostly because of the pandemic. Sure. Um, and because I was largely unemployed for some of that time, also helps. Or just trying to save money, whatever. Um, All of that. I don't. I, do you have a favorite clothing brand? I don't feel like I do. Having worked for large athletic brands, I mostly would wear their stuff because I could get that right. discount. Sure. Um, but it. Like some of the products I liked better than others, right? Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I never feel like I'm wearing the right clothing for either my, <laughs> my physique or what I the style I want to attain. Wait a minute! I hate to slow down because we're so close to the finish line here, but go wearing that. What do you mean you never feel like, like? Because you feel well, like you're like wearing we, something that doesn't match I your age, like or... they have a, a good fashion sense in their clothes, or match a style. Style, yes. I have never felt that way about the clothing that I own. I'm always like, I'll okay. see it and be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and then I put it on. I'm like, I look like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but but you were implying that it doesn't like it doesn't fit or something. I, I assume your clothing fits uh, you. Yeah, it does. but part of the fit is like. Looseness, you know, some things look better or worse if they're tighter or looser. Like right. today, I was like, man, I'd, it was a little chilly inside. I was like, I'd like a, a crew neck sweatshirt. So I looked up like 
uh, I just looked up uh, gray crew neck sweatshirt or something. And I got yeah. a GQ article of like our favorite crew neck sweatshirts. And they're like, you can get a cheap one. It was like a Russell athletic for $20. Here are sure. all the other ones that we have. And they were all like a hundred dollars. I'm like, who the fuck is paying a hundred dollars for a sweatshirt? People uh, that read which GQ, is, which is yeah, <laughs> clearly, but that's also sort of my attitude of all clothing. When I see how much it costs now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, the sweatshirt is $75. I think that's like a standard rate for yeah. those things. Sure. But that seems insane to me because I, not just because I haven't purchased clothes in a couple of years for the most part, but mm-hmm. I'm also just kind of cheap with that stuff. So I don't know. I don't have a strong, I will say like Uniqlo, I buy some stuff from cause it's cheapish. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Um, and I, I, it seems of decent quality. It's from Japan. Right. I don't know. I like their stuff, I guess, but it's everything. I feel like all clothes are made for people that are like six, two and weigh 125 pounds. So, which is so much of the population here in America. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to find clothes. Like I'm like, Oh, that the looks cool. Six, like, two, one twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a, a better body for dressing in normal clothes but you bet i do buddy (laughs) i don't know i don't i don't have a favorite clothing brand so this will not shock anyone that knows me including you i don't either uh because for the majority of my life i either got your clothes when you're done with them or clothes were purchased for me and that includes as an adult i hang on to clothes until they literally have holes in them or just don't function as an article of clothing anymore. Um, I, I did happen to buy yeah, myself for the most part. Yeah, I do. I did happen to buy myself two pairs of like, I think they're called joggers, like comfortable pants uh, yeah. this weekend, because as I've mentioned a dozen times on this podcast, my luggage was stolen and contained therein was a pair of jeans and a pair of kind of comfortable pants that so were not joggers. Were Where did you get your joggers from? Well, it's not a punchline. I we happened to purchase them at were we at Old Navy? Yeah, Old Navy, which is near okay. our house. And Jamie, who owed me a pair of jeans from like a year and a half ago when she bought me jeans for I think Christmas and they didn't fit, and she just never replaced them. Uh, she bought me a pair of jeans as well. So I now have jeans again. Which wow. Fancy. I do not. I do not like jeans. Never well, jeans have, are nicer but... now because they all have stretchy shit in them. They're not as. And the pair I got did have that stretchy fabric, which I felt like a fucking mom jeans type thing. But who cares? They're much more comfortable. Um, so I mean, all but yeah, I, think I mean, all jeans are, or most jeans are stretchy in some way, shape, or they're form. They're not just straight denim like we're all fucking living in the wild west back in the yeah nineteen twenties which is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, we happened to buy stuff at Old Navy this weekend. This is not a promotional, this is not a commercial for Old Navy, but sh- Jamie has gotten me stuff at the Gap before. Like you mentioned, I used to have a bunch of free shit from the companies you've worked for. That's like, I don't care, I guess is the point. If it's comfortable and it fits, I don't care what it looks like. I don't even understand what color styles are good and which ones are bad. Doesn't matter. 
as I mentioned an hour ago, don't care what people think about me. <laughs> so I will go out in public wearing sweats and a fucking slovenly t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, and for the most part, I agree off. with you, but I also would like to be able to dress and look like a successful human being eh, when needed. That ship has sailed. <laughs> well, and I, I talked about this about two years I ago. I went like and spent... Work. I know what you mean. About two years ago, I went and spent like over a grand on a bunch of shirts and pants and a, a suit coat, nice shoes and a belt. Yeah, I don't and mean I'll that. be wearing that I mean this coming week. like casual work wear. Oh, yeah. I just have golf shirts that are all at least 12 years old. But they're comfortable. And I like them. <laughs> and so that qualifies. Anyway, okay. I, I did... We're doomed. Here's the re- I Yeah, it's, it's a Hoffman curse, I suppose, when that comes to that. Here's the reason I asked that question, by the way. This is the truth. Because I feel like a lot of the clothes you wear are very similar. They're either the short sleeve button down. Yes, or they are. The shorts they button like down with a sweater on top of them. I and I didn't know if they were all or most mostly from one single brand. So that's why uh, I asked the question. Many of the shirts I have currently are from Joss A Bank. I, oh, Joseph A Bank, yeah, sure. Yeah, they were uh you could get sale or something. On sale. <laughs> yeah. And I went there and I <laughs> bought them and now I kinda hate all of them. So oh. as I so, rotate them out of my wardrobe i don't i don't know what i will be replacing them with see but, but that's that. the thing I, what what is that what is rotating out of the wardrobe i've never done that before unless well, it literally like, falls apart. they're starting that's to the fray at the collars so they need to okay. be thrown away like i don't know if you can see on video i can put my finger i can but i can i can visualize it yeah oh wow that's no good um and i bought these i don't know two or three years ago i just like i don't I would like to have a uniform where I wear like one of three shirts and maybe I have two or three duplicates of all those and I have like a white shirt, a gray shirt and maybe a blue shirt or something. That's the saddest thing I've ever. <laughs> I would I would I want a uniform, the silver suit with the single stripe as Seinfeld famously said um, in his stand up. But yeah. I have not found something that I like enough to make a uniform, I guess. Gotcha. But okay. I, I've looked at some companies like Everlane or Madewell, which have yeah. these sort of basics, but they're again like super expensive. $85 for a shirt. And I'm like, I, really I don't, don't get that. Pay that much money. Is there something yeah, I don't get it. like half that price or less that I can, that is comparable? Yeah. It's called, as we used to famously say, that's where you go to find those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, but I mean, like, it looks good on their website. I don't, I don't know if it would look good on right. me. It looks like it's well made, but who knows? Get it tailored. I'm kidding. Okay, yeah, let's move along. We have four topics remaining. Go. All right. What percentage of the world's mass is fingernail clippings? That's and how do fingernail clippings break down? I feel like they just sort of. <laughs> wander off. I thought you were saving the best for last. So, as you know, <laughs> fingernails are, it's literally dead skin cells. So, much like other dead skin cells, cells that would just shed off of you, I guess they just go away, or they are That's they are cool. the enveloped by the go earth. Go away. Disintegrate? What does that mean? Yeah, or they blow in the wind and they just, they become part of the earth somewhere else. I don't know. That's like saying how much is of the Earth's weight is dirt. I don't know. All of it? Most of it? 
I mean, the actual answer to your question you is an amount that's either. so small it can't be measured. That's yeah, the answer. Probably. Point zero zero, and then a Google zeros one percent. That's how much of the Earth's weight is fingernail clippings. That's fair. Yeah. And by the way, I believe that's your second fingernail related topic. Yeah, I think I mentioned list. I had another one coming up. You talk, yeah, it was the toenail clippers versus fingernail clippers. Yeah. And why one is straight across and one is curved. You could think of 75 unique topics and a double up with fingernail clippers. Anyway, that's fine. Okay. All right. I love this question because I think you're going to you're going to cop out on it, I feel like. But we're we're about to find out. Probably. If your life depended on it, in honor of the Chicago Marathon yesterday and the Boston Marathon today, could you run a marathon? I'm going to extend the time here. In six hours or less. My life depended on it? Your life so what's, depended what's that pace on per mile, six hours? So six, I've, wow, I've never run anywhere near that slow. Um but if you were like a 12 well, 10 minute, minute 10 minute pace for a marathon is one, two, three, like a little over four hours, like four hours and 20 minutes. So six hours would be, it would be just under 15 minutes, 14 and change. That's a very brisk walk. Wait, say or, again. What say it one more time? What the pace is? Yeah, what it would be just under fifth, just under fifteen, six hours, six hours or less. It's just under fifteen minutes per mile. Fourteen and change. We'll call it fourteen thirty. If your life depended on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Tomorrow, <laughs> no training. Tomorrow, could you run? A six-hour marathon. I mean, run would be a, a generous term. All right, complete a six-hour marathon. Five hours, 59 minutes. Maybe. 59. I don't If my life depended on it, I think I'd figure out a way, but... Okay. No cheating. a lot of chafing and blood involved, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need that visual, but fair enough. Okay. Thank you for the details. I'm looking at a Reddit thread that says, those of you who started running with 12 to 13 minute miles or slower, how long did it take you to increase your speed? I don't know, the next day? <laughs> <laughs> if you started at 12 or 13, I'd hope you'd improve pretty quickly. No, the answer to that question is it would take several weeks to get down to sub 12 and then sub 11. And then we're talking months to get to 10 or lower. If you legitimately were like, this is all I can do is 12 or 13 minute miles. Like if I, I could go out there tomorrow and run a 12 minute pace. I mean, it, it would be painful, but I could do it. And then I could just increase by a minute per mile every day for the next week. But anyway, okay. So we'll give it a checkbox that you could run a marathon in six hours or less if your life depended on it. And by the yeah. way, I mean, I'm not just going edit to, but editorializing this if your life did not depend on it you could not do that is what i'm gathering uh i, I mean it just sounds like pain for no reason you know what i mean like 
with no yeah. training, it's like I do. Could you run a five hundred mile ultra marathon tomorrow? Probably not. Maybe not ever, but you not know in what a I mean. day. Yeah. No, I yeah, I hear you. That'd be an interesting clapback. <laughs> but we're not we're not going to entertain that because it suspects it's that centennial, and that was obviously not your final topic. Although I'm sure whatever you're about to say, that would be a more entertaining question. No, no, this one's good. It's not great, but, but here we good. go. The final topics for each of us. All right. Numbers 149 and 150. This is my final topic. Okay. I can. Whatever it's How about to be. Yes. And why are companies still trying to improve dental floss? Did we already like max out <laughs> what dental floss is? A fucking piece of string. Like how much improvement is there gonna be? But it's not. It's not though. I mean, look, yes, you're, it's now at its core and the the really yeah. fat one that gets thin when you pull it. Yeah. Uh, but and look, I, I don't shit. work. Yeah, I don't work in the world of plastics and alloys and things of that nature. But I feel like if you think back to the what was the Johnson and Johnson, like originally it was just basically string, and then it became waxed, and then it became flavored. String. But now it's it's essentially plastic, and you know they have the ones that I don't know if they still make those where. It's almost like like a Chinese finger trap, like where you pull. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks like a piece of yarn, but then when you yeah, pull yeah, it, yeah. it becomes taut. Yeah, I don't think they so, make those anymore. I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't dentist, seen those in a long time. It's funny because like, when they first came out with the tape, which is like the plastic that you're talking about, Yes. they're like, well, this isn't as good. You should use like the the floss, the string. The waxed one is fine, but... It, right. It's better at cleaning out your teeth. Now they're like, yeah, just use the tape. It's the best one. And I'm like, what? Did they just pay you more to say that? Or like, did the technology change? Oh, it's definitely the, the, I don't know if they're actually getting paid, but yeah, they're being lobbied to push different ones for sure. I mean, that's definitely reps. what they give me at the dentist with the yeah. little sample bag. Well, it's funny this comes up because as I think, you know, I went to the dentist just last week. And they gave me this right here, dental floss unwaxed. Oh, they gave you the true floss. Yeah, it was true floss. And I've been using it, and I quite enjoy it. It's right here at my desk. So after lunch, if anything's stuck in my teeth, it's uh Fish it right out there with handy. dental floss. That's right. And they have but, a number to I mean, reorder. think about it. The dental floss they made in the 70s and that is not that different. It's not, but they got it right the first That's time. 50 fucking years ago. I mean, what are they supposed to do? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm, they don't need to do anything. Okay. Put some new flavor. Make a mango flavored dental floss. Or Ooh. Bubble gum or clove. I don't know. I do like the. Citrus I think you mentioned zest. it when, when <laughs> I when I was yelling more. earlier. I do think you mentioned it. I do like the ones that are like on that plastic contraption, like the hook that you can use over and over again. You know what I'm talking about? Like over it's got a pick on the other end. When sitting. Yeah. I feel like those fray more easily for me. Oh, not for me. I had one last for weeks. I know it's not supposed to. You're not supposed to use it more than once, Scott. I know, but I did. I definitely did. And I weeks. enjoyed every minute of it. Jesus Christ. Again, I kept it right here handy at my desk. 
Because if I don't keep it in my desk, I'm not going to floss. Nothing more disgusting than reusing one of those for weeks. I would have blood and there was some semen in there for some reason. I can't explain. Uh, Fecal matter. (laughs) No, there was no fecal matter. Um, And there was no semen. That was obviously a joke, but there was definitely blood. Um, But no, I, I... if I don't keep it here at my desk, it, I, like it's not part of my nightly ritual. So I need to keep it handy for when I need it in the moment. And that's when I need it. And then I'm sitting here at my desk working. So. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I, that company Quip, I don't know if you've seen their toothbrushes. but I have. I have. They, uh, they have, I think, a floss dispenser in the handle or some of them do, which is yes, a smart idea. It is. Just take one one more obstacle from getting it to your face. Yeah. Shout out to Quip. All right. Sponsors of today's podcast. No, I'm not doing sponsorships. This is us too many too many to list, <laughs> and I have to listen to two hour podcasts for five straight weeks, and I'm not doing that. Um, all right. So to round it off, topic one fifty, the sesquicentennial topic, and the end. Of this saga of five episodes. The ice cream holder, right? You have a cone. Scoop. Oh, sorry. Cup or cone? You have a cone. You have a waffle cone, sugar cone. But you know the cones that I think were originally called sugar, but they basically have no flavor? It's like styrofoam? Sure. If you're given the option. Those were never called sugar cones. Okay, whatever they're called, wafer cones. Between the wafer, the sugar cone, and the waffle cone, why would anyone get the wafer cone? Uh, it's a healthier option. <laughs> <laughs> you're eating ice cream. There are no healthy you know, options. You're already eating ice cream. Well, maybe, maybe you don't like the sugar cone, I guess. Okay. Because the waffle cone, you're getting like a fuck ton more ice cream. Right, like you're not. You getting, are. You're not getting the same. And a size delicious scoop container a, that you can eat. When you're not you're getting going, the same size scoop in a waffle cone that you get in a wafer and/or sugar cone. So correct. If you want, if you want a reason like a regular sized scoop, maybe you. If you want to limit the, the ice the cream wafer cone, although the wafer cone is not bad with the ice cream in it, and I feel like it's more sturdy than a, a sugar cone. Okay, you've you've found the secret Easter egg to this question. It is the sturdier. Between that and the sh- the regular sugar cone, it's basically I agree. made out of tree plastic. Yes, it is. But beyond that, it gets soggy sometimes if you're if you have like a double scoop, which by the way is just insanity in today's. Hold, hold on a second. If you're an damage. adult and your ice cream cone is getting soggy, you're not eating it fast enough. I'm if you're a child, about me personally, I understand. I'm saying it could adult, be soggy. Grow the fuck up. Just eat your ice cream. Yeah, we're not licking it, buddy. Take a bite every now and again. We got to make progress here. But seriously, w- would you ever select fake plastic cone? I, I have selected wafer cone many times. Oh, you tyrant! What is wrong with you? Why? Uh, well, it's sometimes it's it's wafer co- it's cup cone, which we're calling wafer cone, yeah. or waffle cone, and the waffle cone will often have like it's an too upcharge. much. Okay. Oh jeez, so yeah. Maybe I issue. want a cone, but I don't want to pay. Or again, I don't need twelve scoops of ice cream. You're not ever going cup, are you? I go cup. Yeah, I don't. I like a cup. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
Why would you go cup? It's not as like well as you mentioned. The wafer cone's not that tasty, so I'm fine going with a cup. Yeah, but part of the beauty of ice cream is you when you're done eating. You done. I mean, you should have a napkin in your hand, but you're done. <laughs> it's gone. You eat the whole fucking thing. It's like the uh, I think I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. The whole uh, chili in a bread bowl. Once you're yeah. done, it's gone. Right down to the table. I, mean, I, I don't mind the wafer. I don't mind any ice cream cone, to be honest. Well, again, this surprises no one, but, but I feel like you need to have a hierarchy. Of my children, my younger daughter does not like cones. She will always get a bowl or a cup. My elder daughter yes. always wants a waffle cone. Smart kid. So hers is typically $12. So, so... Uh, to close out the show, put it in order for me. Between waffle cone, sugar cone, wafer cone, and cup. All things considered, price not being one of those things. Okay, no price difference? I mean, No price difference. All right, I'm just making sure you're not losing your marks. I mean, the flavor marks. best. If you don't want a cone, I don't mind a cup. So I feel like you're slotting cup into the second spot. Who are you? I, the sugar cone doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather have a wa- uh, wafer cone, I think. Oh, man. If you want a flavorful cone, get the waffle. If yeah. you want a convenience cone, get the wafer or a cheaper. I know we're, we're discounting price, but... What about the sugary crunch of the sugar cone? Eh, it's not, it's not, it's just like a shittier waffle cone. Yeah, but still superior to the cup or the wafer. Eh, Except in stability, doesn't do much for me. Doesn't. I will anything. say, I, I will say, the sugar cone. There's always the fear that you're going to bite into it. And it's going to crack like all the way <laughs> yeah, down to the end. It's just and then you're disintegrate in your hand. Then you're really in trouble if and any of that ice cream has been leaks. pushed into it. Yeah, but then you get the. You can like suck from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's something I really want to do: suck the bottom of an ice cream cone. Yeah, suck the phallic-looking bottom of a sugar cone. Why not? Uh, soft serve pleasures. is often served in wafer cones. It does not bother me. That is true. I think that's why wafer cones exist is for the soft, soft serve. Because you can. What's that place? You Jason's can pile Deli it on twelve feet high above the cone. Yeah, you can make a scene by just jamming it in and going up and up and up, and then you got a foot, a foot high. I mean, look, eating ice cream is phallic, no matter how you look at it. It's kind of unavoidable. Sure. Top or bottom. There's some phallic imagery going on there. So anyway. All right. And with that, as per usual, we end the show with questionable material. <laughs> so um, so that does it. That's the sesquicentennial. 150 topics. It only took us five shows. It was not an equal distribution About of 30 hours. Per- and and damn near 10 hours <laughs> definitely nine like no question about it this was nine hours to go through 150 topics we might revisit some of these down the road so if you enjoyed any of them that we didn't talk enough about flag them let us know shoot us an email the network at gmail.com slide we'll, into we'll our dms 20 of them and take 10 shows to do it. yeah take the rest of the year and half of 2022 um slide into our dms and let us know the underscore bro underscore pod on instagram and twitter and 
yeah, or hit us up. We got we got a Facebook fan page. You can uh, shoot us some comments there as well. Let us know. We're looking to get a toll-free line just to go backwards in technology. So you can call and leave a message. I feel like 1-800 that's a thing. bro pod. One eight hundred bro pod. Sorry. Four bro pod. Right. I was about to say we need seven digits there. Anyway, we'll uh more more info on that when it becomes an actual thing. But we thank you for sticking around. We thank you for listening. And if you made it this far again, as always, God bless. So yeah, on behalf of both bros, your patronage is uh appreciated. And I uh, look forward to the next time we get to talk to you, which will be next week. Because, as always, that's when we put up the next show. Is next week. So until then, everybody. Peace. Peace.